You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For all NBA NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Nat. We are here, guys. I'm actually super... Hype isn't the right word, but I'm super fine, Justin. Unlike the rest of Dub's Twitter right now and many Warriors fans, I feel good on the vibe scale. I'm probably about an eight still. And uh, yeah, I'm not really stressed out. About this L, I would have liked the win. They should have won, but mm-hmm. I I really feel okay. So let's start there with how are you feeling? The Warriors lost tonight in Steph's return after having a five-game home streak. Um, part of the reason I really just wanted the W because I swear I'm so fucking tired hearing about the road record versus the home record shit. Like I like it's like every time Slater does the the Warriors haven't won an overtime game since then, or they're one in the <laughs> like, I'm so fucking tired of hearing about these stats um, because they're real. I understand. I get it. But like at the end of the day, like they're just not going to matter for purposes of the postseason. So I don't care, um, but I keep hearing them. So I'm tired of hearing them. So I wanted them just to win, to win, but they didn't. So whatever they didn't, but I'm still not that like low or anything like that. And I'll explain why I'm not, but, I feel fine. How are you feeling, Justin? Yeah, I feel cool too, especially considering um, they didn't lose any ground in the standings. Um, They had just won five games in a row. So, you know, the vibes start going down when you start stacking losses. You know what I mean? Like it was a frustrating loss and it was a loss that we all know could have been prevented. Um, The way they started and the way they finished the game just wasn't on par with what it needs to be defensively for them to, you know, do anything major in the postseason. So hopefully they can, you know, get back on track with that and find a way to defend on the road. But overall, like, you know, it is what it is. AD goes for almost 40. I think he might've had 40. Um, You know, it's just another game, 82 games. And it's at the point in the season again, where it's like, if the Warriors are, at 40 wins right now instead of 34 and they lose the same way people aren't really throwing their arms up in the air. It's just the fact that they're trying to get to a certain point, um, avoid the play in and all that type of stuff. And it's like, ah, uh, we, we thought we had some momentum and it's a frustrating loss. So, you know, it is what it is. And it's the Lakers. So people are going to be mad. Yeah. Against the Lakers without Braun. Listen, they did have some momentum because they had one loss doesn't mean that they don't like if they go and they win like the next three or four games, then 
you're just this is like this one L in the grand scheme of things. Um, that Memphis game is going to be interesting because that's not their next game, but I felt like this LA game and then the next game against OKC are the ones that they really tried needed to try to go for because I was already feeling like the game in Memphis was going to be harder, but it's going to be a very dramatic game. Like <laughs> Jaws going to be mm. coming back after all of this drama with him. So we don't need to spend a lot of time on that right now, but like, it's just, so that can just go one of two ways, right? Like they rally and play really well because he got back and he apologized and the city's like forgiving to him. And it's like all this, <laughs> you know, just emotional extra shit. Um, but they're dealing with some other stuff too. I mean, they lost Clark for the season, which is really unfortunate. Like, never want to see a player injured, an Achilles, that type of injury. So, but that's a big loss for them. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a big loss for them. Yeah. Yeah, their bigs. I, I mean, their bigs aren't really. Yeah, their bigs. The the situation with their bigs is like not the best right now. Um. Their team is just kind of in a real rough spot right now. They they built a cushion, and this is partially why you want to build an early season cushion because when things get a little rough later on in the season, you aren't in danger of falling too much. You know, they can potentially fall to three, and the Kings can overtake them for the second spot, but they are nowhere near close to falling out of the play in. I mean, out of the playoffs. Um, so I don't know. They they the Warriors get up for Memphis, so it could be. <laughs> One of those things where, like Christmas, where it's like, all right, you know Memphis is going to come in hype, but the Warriors' experience and, you know, the fact that they really don't like Memphis can definitely, you know, pull out another gear for them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I don't even – like, I know they can beat Memphis. It's not really that. It's just that, like, by the third game of a road trip when you're playing every other night – you're just sort of tired by that third game. So I kind of felt like they should really go for it on these first two games. Um, because I want that. I wanted them to win at least two out of three and that's still possible, but they got to win the next two, you know, and then they come back mm-hmm. home to chase for like a little quick breather. So um, we'll see, we'll see what they do in terms of this game. Similar to you. I mean, they just won five games and I just, the Warriors, what they've shown kind of this season, I'm not going to say like always, but when they sort of have like, for whatever reason, you would think that Steph comes back and it would just be a boost to them. But it seems like many of the players have like struggles readjusting to like what they do when he does come back. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, it's he's he's the guy. So everybody has to take a step back, a slight step back. And for other players, a bigger step back. Also, Andre came back, so he was reintegrated. And some of the forwards, like Kaminga, had a had a tough time adjusting to that, and he didn't have the best game. I do think, you know, in the long in the long run, they'll figure it out. But it's going to be another adjustment period when Wiggins comes back. So this is why you want them to all be healthy, and even Gary too. That's why you want them to all be healthy for an extended stretch, so they can get that get those kinks out, get the rust out, and just kind of all play to the best of their abilities in their roles that they're going to be playing in the playoffs. Or get a nice yes. matchup in the first round because they'll have to figure it out sort of like what they did with Denver last year, right? For sure. Um, listen, um, yeah, I mean, 
I think that's why sometimes I don't understand why people get so crazy. It's like, it's the first game back with Steph. He's on a minutes restriction. They lost Draymond at a crucial point in the game in the first quarter because they were already struggling and then they lost him. And then Mm -hmm. they sat Steph and like all the defense just went like straight to ass, you know? And so (laughs) it's like, thankfully they got Dre back but like we have to realize now he's playing with a pretty uncomfortable injury to his finger and it may not affect his defense that much but it probably will affect his shooting not that he's like the biggest best shooter anyway but it probably will affect his shooting some so now he has to adjust to that injury um it doesn't I mean he came back and played tonight so on some level that shows me their desperation because I feel like at an earlier point in the season they would have just said okay we're not gonna like bring him back tonight and he came back and played right right? so you had all of that just going on there's still no Andrew Wiggins we we don't have GP2 back and plus you know Steph is on a minutes restriction so it's just like guys relax you know and they they were in the game they got back in the game they tied the game they never took the lead but I mean Mm -hmm. after they got back in the game they pretty much stayed within distance the whole time and it was like a competitive back and forth at times at times when sorry at times when you had a period where I think I once saw like there was no clay Steph or Dre on the court, <laughs> you know, there was an extended time. Yeah. That's, that's crazy to me, to be honest. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But there was a time that I saw that. Um, I, like, I, I'm just going to say, I was not pleased with like a lot of these Kerr lineups tonight. I get that it's tricky because like Steph is on a minutes restriction, but I just and then Dre hurt himself. So I'm going to, I guess, let that go. But I just, I really don't think there should be a time when like Steph and Dre are both off the court for like extended periods of time. I just, that doesn't make sense to me. Um, and I, I sometimes would like, I wish that rather than taking the approach that, okay, I want to preserve them. So I have them at the end that sometimes maybe just go for the kill a little bit early. Like, when they have the momentum, don't be like, okay, we're back in it. So now let me go sit them Mm -hmm. and try to see if the guy, because I feel like that's how you let those other fucking teams get back in it. You know, it's like Steph is on a heater in the fourth, like let him just go a little bit longer and maybe build a lead. Maybe let them get the lead. But like, you know, um, especially when it's a night where Jordan isn't playing that well. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's not hitting shots. And, you know, the only other reliable person you arguably have on offense is Clay. You know, it wasn't a night where, like, Dante was having one of those nights where he was hitting threes. There was no, like, Jermichael. With, like, there was no one else really doing damage like that offensively. So, like, to me, it just feels like a night where, like, you really got to rely on Steph and Clay you know, or your main guy. So go for it. That That's how I feel. Like, if you're going to bring Trey back into a game where his finger is, like, f- is messed up, you know what I mean? Like, go for it. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. That that. So me and you were talking about this 
off, you know, off air because I'm just like, you know, everyone's like, you know, Steph's going to have a men's restriction. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, just whatever, like play him because at this point you guys have to win games. You don't, you don't lose anything in the standings tonight. You don't, but y'all have a hard stretch over March. You have a hard stretch over March. It'd be different to me if you were down by like 20, 30 points and it's just a lot of energy to exert, but you're right there. You get the game within one. You get the game, like go for it. Don't be like, okay, let me get a quick little two minute break for them. And then now they got to come in and try to make back up a five point deficit, a seven point deficit, and then still take the leap. Like those are the times I have an issue with things. I just, I don't understand that. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, I mean, especially when Steph clearly has it going. Like if he's out there and he's struggling and he's not in rhythm and turning it over and stuff like that, then sure, give him a breather or whatever. But if he's scored, well, he scored or assisted on their first like 16 points or something like that in the fourth quarter. And um, he would have, they would have tied the lead up if, or they would have tied the score up if Draymond had made that free throw in the end one. And then he missed that. And then Steph traveled and then they took him out. And it's like, mm, I don't know. Right. Like that, that was the moment right there where they definitely should have just rolled it out a little bit. And you never know. They can continue that run, get some stops, and then, you know, it could have ballooned to a five, six-point lead for the Warriors at some point. And then at that point, it's just maintenance. Instead of, like you said, having to come back in and they're down by five points, and now you got to make up another uh, deficit when the Lakers are in rhythm at this point and stuff. And, and I Anthony do think it was a little bit of eating all night. He's been eating all right. night. And And the other thing, too, is that – It's not just that, you know, you got to come in and make up a deficit, but it's also like how they play when you got to make up the deficit. Because, like, I felt like to close and like out that game, they just took, like, to me, ill advised shots. Like, that weren't, you know, I know, like, there was another time when the game got close and then. I think you tweeted like when Jordan learns to stop taking shots like that. Now, like that wasn't at the end of the game, but like he just took like this three, like just a stupid mm-hmm. fucking shot. But even then there was like a point where I think the Lakers maybe went up four or five in those last few minutes. And then Steph came back and took a three. Like you didn't need that three. Like y'all could have just, and the thing is, cause you, you guys were doing well, basically for the most part, getting to, to the basket. You know, they were they were scoring like that all night, you know, and so now they missed that. And I'm just like, OK, I already see what's coming. Now they're going to all like he's going to try to go for three. Clay's going to try to go three. And of course, they are the splash bros. They can make shots. I understand that. I get it. But like. I just feel like when when it always has to come to that every game, y'all lose a lot of those games. Yeah, I agree. I agree with the overall point. I do think this particular game they were kind of given those threes. So the the Jordan ones, nah. But the ones at the end of the game that Steph and Clay took, I lived with those just because AD's parked in the paint. 
you know, Draymond gets a, a decent enough screen for them to get a little bit of um, space and they were hitting shots. So Stephen Clay in particular, they were hitting three. So I live with those, but in general, when you're playing against teams who don't have Anthony Davis in the paint, um, they don't have like an elite rim protector like that. And teams aren't sagging off Draymond all the way into the paint. Then for sure. I mean, and Steph probably could have you know, took a dribble point. inside and hit a mid range though. Exactly. And also too, like, I get it. Like Steph does not get a lot of fouls that he could, but to me, there were some guys that he could have like drew some fouls on as well. And like, mm-hmm. you could have stopped the clock and you could have, that's what I mean. Like to me, it's not always about you getting to the rim and actually making a basket because yeah, 80 there. Right. And I think earlier I tweeted that too, because there were points when like 80 wasn't on the floor and I see these guys going for mad threes. I'm like, son, mm-hmm. 80 is not mm-hmm. on the floor. If y'all don't fucking drive to the back, if y'all don't drive to the basket, you know, it just, I don't understand. Yeah. And that, I mean, Steph is, when it, when push comes to shove, Steph is going to do that. And he did that this game. He got to the rim. He drew a few fouls. He just didn't do it in the last possession. But it really has to be Jordan. It really, it has to be Jordan, right? Clay, yes, you're 6'7". He doesn't have the handle or the burst that Jordan has. But he can get to the rim and, and stuff like that. But Jordan, you have the burst, you have the finishing ability, you have the tricks with the handle and stuff like that, that Euro steps and all that. You got to make it a really like make it a point to get to the rim. Like this year, his jump shot has significantly regressed, both as a three point shooter and as a free throw shooter. So I think it's just something going on with his touch overall that just you need to get to the rim. Right. But this season has also been his highest volume um, at the rim season, right? He's taking the highest amount of twos and he's playing the most minutes in his, of his career, but he's taking the highest amount of twos that he has in his career. He's shooting pretty close to his, um, to his best at the rim and stuff like that. It's like, this is your superpower. This is what makes you different. Like this is what makes you such a good score because you can blend those things and get together. But I think he might've hit his first two or three threes. And from there it was like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm splash nephew. It. Yeah, it's like, bro, get to the rim. Especially, like you said, especially when AD's not in the game. If AD's in the game, I can I can see like, all right, little reluctance going to the rim because yeah. he's an amazing rim protector. He's one of the greatest defensive players of all time, especially when it comes to protecting the rim. But if he's not in there, nobody can stop you, bro. Like, just get to the rim, even if it's to draw multiple defenders and kick it out. You have to have to add that extra dynamic to the team. Because anybody on this team at any point could just launch a three. That's all they've been doing. So somebody has to be the guy to get to the rim, draw multiple defenders, finish in the paint, shoot the floaters. His floater is money. His mid-range is money. You just got to expand your game a little bit. And it's been disappointing that whenever Steph and Clay play, it's kind of like he's like, I can do what they do. So he launches threes. And it's like, how about you just add a different dynamic than, than what they bring? And that's what really would take the team to the next level. And we saw in the finals last season, he was he was really struggling against Robert Williams. Um, until he started leaning into his mid-range, stopped shooting as many threes, try to really attack those guys, and he starts seeing some success towards the end of the series, and it really helped him. Yeah, you know, it's frustrating when Jordan does that. And also, I just still give him a little grace because he's yanked around so much in this lot, in, in, in this this whole season. I mean, that really, mm-hmm. that's been his whole career, basically, on this team it's like steps out clay's out this person's injured start go to the bench do this tonight do that be like Steph, lead this you know so i feel it's hard for him to just like 
he doesn't have a defined role on this team. I mean, you have a defined role in the in the aspect of like they need you to be a third scorer for the team and 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 stuff like that. But it's just it's it it looks different on every night. And I don't know if he knows from night to night what what's needed for him. I don't know that he gets it so clearly. It's, it's definitely tough for a young player. Um, but again, like things control what you control at the end of the day, you can control your, your aggression towards the basket every single game. Your shot might come and go, but you can get to the rim and make plays. Um, whether you start and coming off the bench, whatever. And I do think mentally kind of weighs on him a little bit. Like it's kind of like a checkout factor. It's like, well, I'm not starting again. I'm about to play 20 minutes instead of 30. Um, like, I don't feel like going to the rim. I'm going to just shoot threes. You know, I hope that's not what it is, but I'm sure there's a little bit of that in there. Um, but this is why I tweeted the other day, like, Kerr has to figure out a way to keep all three of his main scores, um, excluding Wiggins, like, engaged in a way that they can be the best version of themselves. Like, obviously, you know, Clay's not going to be 27 a game, not that steps back. And JP's not going to be 26, 27 a game, not that steps back. But just keeping them mentally engaged, attacking the way that they should be attacking. Because, like I said, they should be putting up crazy numbers offensively. Like, every every game, they should be putting up 115 to 120 easily. I mean, um, I do feel like talent. I wish – I do actually feel like I wish they also made a concerted effort with Wiggs as well. Like, I'm not expecting him to be up there with them as well. But he also sometimes gets lost in the offense because they don't – it's just like, get it where you get it. Figure it out. You know, and I feel like that really underutilizes a lot of what he can do as well. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of, hey, Draymond and Looney, we need to involve you directly in the action or else you won't get guarded. So it's a it's Looney and Dray making a lot of decisions with passing and Draymond just nine times out of 10 is going to default to passing to Stephen Clay doing some type of handoff action. So it just it just ends up being that. But if they do implement a little bit more post-ups for Wiggins, a little bit more high ball screens for JP and for Steph and even for Clay. Um, I think it just can yield much better results over the course of the game. I think they've been more, more willing to adapt defensively than offensively. And I think they can benefit from adapting offensively a little bit more as well. Yeah. All right. Um, You know what, why don't we, I mean, look, I mean, there's not much more to say. I mean, I think we both kind of feel like at the end of the day, when really there's nothing that hurts them in this, meaning they're still in fifth. They have a whole fifth. And that's what I said the other day, because like the Mavs had lost a couple or whoever. So like, even though the Mavs lost again tonight and now, I mean, instead of having a two game lead, they only have a one game lead, but they're still in fifth, you know? So the, 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 the worst thing about tonight is that they had, excuse me, they were only one game back of the Suns, but now they're two games back. And in reality, it's three games back because getting a tie with the Suns doesn't matter because they owe the tiebreaker. Right. So, and I kind of looked at their schedule and I just, I don't, I don't see three games coming quickly <laughs> and they got to lose three and we got to keep winning. Um, so mm-hmm. it, it really, they really can't far fall too far behind them. Um, there's still a chance though to get four, but they, they really, they got to win games, you know? And I mean, they got, I think the Suns have the bucks coming up soon. We can talk about that a little bit later, but that that's to me like the biggest thing. And, and really see the thing about it is, 
it doesn't really matter to me at this point. Like people are like, I want them to still get three. I'm like three, four doesn't really make a difference because the second round they're likely to just be seeing a higher seeded team anyway in that second round. So three or four in terms of like home court and how they finish doesn't matter. It just really means that they're just really just going to get home court for the first round. Right. So there, to me, there's not really a big difference in trying to get three versus four. The only point in trying to chase four is that you're guaranteed a home court round um, Mm -hmm. the first round. So Anyway, um, I want to kind of talk about some of the players, though, um, in the game. So why don't we switch gears and, and, and kind of talk about what you saw from some of the different we can talk about. I'm saying you, both of us. But let's talk about some of what we saw from some of the different players tonight. <laughs> <laughs> 